there were huge promises a new health system would make a big difference. I'm announcing today the Māori Health Authority. The system must work in true partnership with Māori to improve services and achieve equitable health outcomes. Māori still suffer, on average, worse health than other New Zealanders. The new Māori Health Authority will be a game changer for our people, giving Māori a strong voice in a new system focused on health of the whole population. I think we're pretty optimistic. But since its introduction in July last year, it's got some bad press. It is early days, obviously, but a report by the Hauora Māori Advisory Committee was pretty scathing Which was in its progress so far. The Māori Authority report, did you read that over the weekend? Um, I've certainly seen a summary of it. You're disappointed? Um, it shows that there's still more work required. And the soon-to-be government has always wanted to ditch it. We're going to scrap the Māori Health Authority. Why? Because it's creating another bureaucracy. What do you Why? Because say to every that? single health outcome has gone backwards under Chris's government in six years. Not one has improved for Māori or for non-Māori. I will disestablish it, and nothing I've seen in the past year has convinced me otherwise. But some people are worried and say it should stick around. After a controversial start, Māori health professionals say they're starting to see improvements for Māori patients. Well, a group representing 25 health-based groups and 55 health professors says scrapping Te Akafaiora, the Māori Health Authority, would pose a grave threat to Māori health and well-being. I think the result will be that progress in terms of improving Māori health outcomes will come to a stop and will go backwards. Tēnā koutou katoa, ko Tom Kitchenahou. The Māori Health Authority, Te Aka Whaiora, was introduced along with Health New Zealand, Te Whatuora, last year when the district health boards were scrapped. Today on The Detail, we talked to three Māori and asked them what's the point of the Māori Health Authority, Te Aka Whaiora, and what's at risk if it's gone. Kia ora koutou, uh, ko Alice Stewart, tōku ingoa, he uri hau nō Ngāpuhi, te mahurihuri and Ngāte Manu. Um, I'm a long-form te ao Māori journalist with RNZ's in-depth team and I hail from the north on my mum's side and then um, Etitaha Taku Papa, he uri hau nō Ingarangi. I'm from England on my father's side from Liverpool, which he'd be proud I'm saying on the radio. Ella's going to take us through the basics, starting with what the Māori Health Authority, Te Akawhai Ora, actually is. Te Akawhai came into effect in July 1st of 2022. It is the first time in Aotearoa that we've had kind of a commissioning agency for Māori um, at that upper kind of central government level with the power to do a whole bunch of things. So that includes commissioning Māori services and also monitoring performance of the publicly funded health system. I get you. So it basically uh, talks to Māori providers, talks to people on the ground and says, what do you want? Let's see if we can give it to you. Ai, tika. So um, when it was established, um, it was this idea that it's putting power back into the hands of Māori so that um, tiraranga, tiratanga, that mana motuhake, that sovereignty, self-determination and independence to make decisions for Māori and by Māori and that is informed by speaking with Māori on the ground. But what is important to know is that we, we we have Māori health providers in Aotearoa, right? But previous to Te Akawhaiora being formed, they were still around. But with the establishment of Te Akawhaiora, this is what people say, we're, we're putting power into the hands of Māori who can make decisions to fund which services they like and they see fit. Because before it was basically, uh, they were told by the authorities, this is what you're getting. 
but now they have more choice, they have more say, more sovereignty. As you say. Kaipai, that, that seems to be my understanding. It's important to note a lot of these terms we've been talking about, tino rangatiratanga, sovereignty and the like, appear in Titiriti o Waitangi, the Te Reo Māori text of the treaty. Fano and Iwi and Hapu Māori have been arguing for control over our health and well-being since Western ideas about health were introduced into te, um, Aotearoa. Mm. But the push for something like this, like the Māori Health Authority with the ability to commission health services, dates back to the 1990s. Yeah. The calls continued with the health reforms um, of the early 2000s. Just to note, the early 2000s is when the district health boards were introduced. Which led to primary health care groups putting together claims to the Waitangi trade in 2005, but these claims weren't heard substantially till 2018. Why 2575 findings have upheld the need for greater focus on Māori health equity and establishment of an independent Māori health entity. Why um, WAI 2575 is the cope of a claim into Māori health inequities within the health sector and also the disability sector when it comes to Māori health. When they were doing that Kaupapa Māori Health Inquiry with the Waitangi Tribunal, there was also a review into the health system, which was led by Heather Simpson. The government has released its final health and disability system review, which proposes a series of changes to reform what it describes as a complicated structure that often fails Māori, disabled people and rural communities. That led to a significant debate around the idea of a separate Māori health entity, and following that review, a Māori health authority became government policy. I think some people seem to think it's this two systems thing, but Māori health providers existed long before Te Akafaiora. It's more that um, the decision-making was switched to be for Māori by Māori. Instead of one agency saying, this is what you need, um, Māori can make decisions for themselves. Yeah, yeah. So how is it structured? We've got Te Whatuora and we've got Te Akafaiora. So we've got Health New Zealand, the Māori Health Authority. How does the Māori Health Authority sit? with Te Whatu Ora? Yeah, they're independent from Te Whatu Ora, um, which means they can also monitor how Te Whatu Ora is delivering on Māori health inequities. There are also those iwi partnership boards that are across uh, across the motu, which are supposed to kind of have a finger on the pulse of um, our people and speaking to people on the ground about what they, what they actually need. Now I'm off to a Māori health provider, Tūruki Health in Monaco, South Auckland. I'm here to talk to the CEO about how the Māori Health Authority works with them. Kia ora, um, I'm I hail from I'm the CEO of Tūriki Healthcare. And tell me what you do here at Tūriki Healthcare. What we have done over the last... Uh, 20 plus years is to look at the needs of Fano and respond with a range of services, whether they're health services or social services or counselling services, etc. Okay, so uh, someone walks in the door here, uh, what do you offer them? So it depends what door they walk in because we've got a number of locations. We've got two primary healthcare clinics, one in Pamura and one over in uh, Mangere. But we have a range of other services, our social services in Māngere and also out here in Manako where we've got our wellbeing hub. So we have a range of wairua services, counselling services for addictions and mental health 
opportunities for group work, smoking cessation. So who do you cater to? Who's your patient base? I mean, um, you know, talking, you know, ethnicity, gender, that kind of thing. Mm. We are a kaupapa Māori organisation, so we are uh, based on Māori values. However, we service the wider community um, as well. The majority of people who use our services are Māori, but, but followed closely behind are people who come from a range of Pacific Islands. Uh, we also uh, support uh, a number of immigrant communities, uh, particularly in our PAMUA office, probably about half and half gender-wise. Mm, OK. So, obviously, uh, a new initiative that's come in over the last term of government is Te Akawai Order, uh, the Māori Health Authority. How are you working with that? Tiriki Healthcare, uh, along with other Māori providers, were part of the Y2575 claim. Uh, that claim was really about addressing the underfunding and really the racism within the health system. The Interim New Zealand Health Plan prioritises workplace and workforce issues with specific goals in areas like maternity and cancer treatment. So they sent out proposals to say, hey, if you were to meet the needs of this particular community with these particular issues, how would you go about that? And would you be interested, basically, in entering into a design process um, along with us to look at how we could achieve better outcomes uh, for um, our communities? So basically you're saying, and the DHB used to come to you saying, we're doing this, apply, and you might be able to do it. And now Te is working with you to design a service, so it seems to completely turn the model on its head. Yes, there's a fantastic little cartoon, which I often quote, and it's a GP with a stethoscope standing in their waiting room, and somebody comes out to them and says, the whānau will see you now, because we've flipped the concept of doing to whānau to doing with and meeting their needs from their perspective, not meeting the needs because we see ourselves as the experts and we will determine how we will deliver that to them. It doesn't work. So that's how Te Akawhai Order is supposed to work. How has it been going since it began? Here's Alice Stewart. It's received a lot of backlash. Both the National Party leader Christopher Luxon and ACT Party leader David Seymour came out saying that if they were voted into government, they would disestablish the Māori Health Authority. Our view is the Māori Health Authority is creating a bureaucracy that actually may, won't lead to better outcomes. You are framing every attempt by the government to address inequities, to honour te tiriti, to enable Māori to determine their own strategies to meet disparities, you're framing that as apartheid, as an ethno-state. Yeah, and I'm sorry if you don't like it, but that is a description but of the government's wrong. policies. It's been met with quite a lot of controversy and that kind of rhetoric around it being uh, two, two systems. In terms of how it's gone, there was a review. I will say that review started in March of 2023, just eight months after Te Akawhai was formed. The review kind of had a few key issues, one of them being recruitment problems. So the report said the new authority hadn't been able to hire enough staff to do its job. 
job. This had led to leadership changes and instability in the early days. Um, Te Akawhai Ora staff have had significant workloads and are struggling with forward planning, the report said. Mm-hmm. Um, an underspent budget with fewer health so- services commissioned than hoped, so key projects hadn't been funded in budget 2022. That report was also met with huge scrutiny, as is with these kind of things. Um, I think at the time the National Party said came out and said it was a failure and, of course, it would roll it back. Meanwhile, other people have kind of said that health reforms take time and you're not going to see reforms overnight. As Ella mentioned earlier on, a key part of the Te Akapai Ora setup is the Iwi Māori Partnership Boards. Although the report Ella talks about says there's a lack of clarity over what they're supposed to do. I talked to the chair of one of the boards based in the Tafanganui Atara Wellington area. Kia ora koutou, ko wai au, ko hiki te rōpata ahau. He uri mokapuna ahau Ngāti Tōrangatira, te ati awa, Ngāti Raukawa, ki te tahawhaingo Ngāti Parahau. I'm um, descended from Ngāti Tōr and uh, Ngāti Parau, Ngāti Raukawa, te ati awa. Hikati Rōpata is the chair of the Ati Awa Tōa Haura Partnership Board. Our rohe, or our region, our area, travels from Porirua to the Kapiti Coast, over the Akatarawas to the Hutt Valley, Wainui Mata, and then back down to central Wellington. What is the Māori Partnership Board all about? What are you there for? To be honest with you, and this is how our board think about the world, we're really there to indigenise and disrupt a health system that hasn't been working for our people for many years. Mm. And we have to do that in a way that brings on change, that transforms the health system. We've been tasked through the legislation, I think, to support the other authorities, those being Whatuora, Te Akafaiora and the Ministry of Health, to really implement our dreams and to be that interface between our communities, our whānau voice, our iwi who we regard as our tuakana and our borders the taina, uh, and to do that in a way that takes account of our values and our aspirations to change and transform the current health system. So that's the high level stuff. Um, you're talking about getting whānau voices in there, making sure people are heard. How do you actually do that on the ground? How do you put that vision into practice? So the day in the life of a, of a um, oranga or whānau voice advisor will be to basically go to our community, go to our marae, talk with our people about what they think the positives and the negatives are about the health system, to talk to them about how we can get better access for them into the health system, to really f- focus on the things that they think that they need to be self-determining. To us, that's bringing rangatiratanga back to our people. So that position you talk about, is that someone that's employed by the board? So, yes. Now, as an organisation, now that we're in the legislation, we've basically had to really start up a company to enable us to fulfil our legislative obligations. And part of that is walking out to our people, collecting that voice. So have you employed that advisor yet? Are they out there working? Not yet, I wish. We've managed to employ two of us. (laughs) 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 Which actually is no mean feat, given how many people are employed very quickly in the Crown sector. So yes, we're, we're in that process of developing 
um, the job descriptions and then finding the people. It's a very competitive labour market out there, Tom, I can tell you. Yeah. Everybody wants to have a Māori advisor in so this country. very early days, yeah? Yes, yes. Okay, so who are the two people you employ at the moment? The board's employed me to be the mana hotu, which is like a CEO chair, uh, as we transition through this unstable time in the um, government. And I've also employed uh, uh, an amazing young Māori woman called Marcella Hippolyte, who um, is our po arahi, and she's top of the tree, really. She's like our very senior manager who's going to focus on employing those other people that we need to do our job. Right, and have you and, um, you know, the other person that you employ. Mm. Have you gone to Marae? Have you gone to these places already to speak to Fano? Look, yes. I, what I can say is that um, us and our board members, who obviously also belong to Marae, we've been in this for over 18 months now, knowing that this job was the job that it is. In fact, what we all did as board members was start to listen to what our people were saying and our Komatua hui, where they come together once a month and talk about stuff. Um, health hui that have been held on our marae. There's also been a report into the progress of the Māori Health Authority that was commissioned by mm. Cabinet. And it's it said some interesting things. I mean, it's very early days and it has acknowledged that. Uh, but it has cited a, a lack of clarity around how the partnership boards will work. Um, yeah. So do you think that there is a lack of clarity? Is, are you still a bit unsure about what your task actually is? I'm absolutely sure 150% about what our task is. So if you are 150% certain about what your task is, can you just in a sentence tell me what it is? Oh, OK, you're going to have to give me some time to figure out <laughs> the six functions into one sentence now. It might not end up being one sentence. One or two is fine. Yeah, really our main job is to interact with our community, our, our Māori whānau, and collect and analyse their voice and bring that back to the system to um, influence, encourage, demand change for how those what, what services are in our communities in the future. Mm. And, and really it's about amplifying whānau voice because it's been absent from the system for such a long time. And then it's about identifying where you might prioritise some of those and how they fit into um, the system. And then, you know, it's monitoring going forward. How well is it doing serving our people? So National is promising to disestablish it. New Zealand First and Act uh, have spoken pretty harshly about Labour's race-based policies. So what's the income government say it's going to be replaced with? It's all up in the air at the moment, right? Because we don't know what's changing in coalition talks. We don't know what um, they might come up with previously to them getting in. They kind of said that they'd roll back Te Aka but would wrap the services up under either Te Whatuoro or the Ministry of Health. We'll be much more effective with the Māori Health Directorate inside the Ministry of Health uh, providing strategic direction. I think actually more the devil is in the detail in regards to funding allocation. Um, and I think that's what a lot of Māori health providers and Māori who work in the health space will be looking for, right? Whether they will continue to fund Māori services at the same level or if they'll reprioritise that funding to somewhere else. What they've said along the way is they want to get rid of that bureaucracy, right? So from what I can see is getting rid of that, like those managers and 
um, that kind of stuff and wrapping it under um, but continue funding Māori providers. That is yet to be seen. Yeah, so yeah, none of these parties have promised to take funding away from Māori or anything. Yeah, none of these parties have promised to take away funding from Māori health providers, but I think maybe it indicates more of a social shift for Māori health practitioners. Prior to the election, the Health Coalition Aotearoa, they called on all parties to keep Tiakafai Ora as a Māori-led independent Crown agency. One of its board members said the idea of scrapping it in just one year after it was formed was politically motivated. I think what maybe he's getting at is that them saying they'll roll it back is more from a political standpoint rather than actually reducing funding for Māori services. To score a few political points with the people that uh, for some reason see it as a separatist health system. Yeah, some some others from that group, the Health Coalition Aotearoa, have said that disestablishing it would weaken Māori advocacy for better control over alcohol and tobacco and vaping and unhealthy food industries. So you'll probably find, like all things, there are mixed opinions on how we best um, serve Māori in terms of achieving health equity, whether that is te or not, people are kind of unsure about what will happen, whether they'll continue to fund it at the same same level or whether um, it will drop in funding. In the 2022 budget under the Labour government, te received $300 million for four years of operations. The total spending of, the Ma- of Māori health made up just 2.3% of the overall health budget for context. Mm. So um, it will just be interesting to see how they prioritise the funding and the spending in terms of health and Māori health providers and what their reaction is from whānau Māori and, and those people in those spaces. We've got a new government coming in now. They want to get rid of Te Akafaiora, the Māori Health Authority. Uh, what do you think of that? I think it's important for us as Māori working in the health sector to hold hope for whānau. We've become through COVID, through a range of other previous governments and policies, etc., etc., we've become experts in the workaround. And by that I mean if we maintain our position of doing what we're hearing on the ground and what whānau are telling us they need and how they need it and how they want it delivered, then we can't go wrong. And I would hope that whatever government is in power at the time while we do this work, that they will be supporting um, the delivery of services that are most meaningful and most relevant to whānau. We're iwi. It doesn't matter which government's sitting there. We've been having this fight for a long, long time to have our voices heard. So this is business as usual for us. But what I do want to say is they need to give it a chance. I think that actually what we've got here is the opportunity to have our people, have Māori people really have what I call self-determination and rangatiratanga. And after all, um, isn't that what any government would want? People to self-determine for themselves what their health needs are. That's it for today. Ko Tom Kitchen Toku Ingwa. The detail is supported by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Today's episode was engineered by William Saunders. It was produced by Bonnie Harrison and Mark Jennings. Nā mihi nui to Alice Stewart, te puia winiata and hikatia rūpata. Noho ora mai, mā te awa. Ma